0: the texas football today podcast is brought to you by chocolate milk built by nature watch texas football today live every weekday at noon on texasfootball.com youtube facebook and twitch and get involved in the conversation using the
1: hashtag #TFToday. yes yes yo
0: from the dave campbell's texas football mothership here in beautiful lewisville texas something funny
1: yeah, what? that's like some, some big action that you got going on over there.
0: It is Texas football today, a show that's just trying to, you know, enjoy the day. My name's Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine. Texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live on Texasfootball.com, on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitch, on Twitter, on all of the things, or listen to us in the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show i am sitting here sitting over there at the helm today making us sound good she's back she's a dutch to the dork she's ashley pickle
1: i'm back hi hi friends everyone
0: missed you that's not I, true that
1: is so not true mallory was here there's no way <laughs> like mallory
0: too that's that's the thing today is tuesday
1: tuesday
0: february 2nd 2022 no february 22nd 2022
1: come on i don't know you had one job
0: i don't care uh 275 days till thanksgiving that's much more important uh, happy birthday to, I don't know, any, happy birthday to a lot of people. Uh, who is somebody? Rachel Dratch, it's, it's her birthday from SNL. She's funny. Oh, yeah, she is good. Debbie Downer. Episode 1,337. On today's show, guys, we're going to talk about, uh, it's Math Tuesday. It's
1: Math Tuesday.
0: Um, Math Tuesday, see? Numbers.
1: Tuesday.
0: <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about the best uh, debuts for Texas high school football coaches in 2021 who made their biggest impact at their new school in 2021 we'll talk about that and then back after the show we'll be joined by one of the coaches we're going to be talking about Giovanni Gonzalez the mm-hmm. coach of the Carrizo Springs Wildcats who they had a phenomenal year yeah um, 10 and one, best year since bet first undefeated regular season is like 1984 Ooh, wow uh yeah big doings there Uh, So, we will hear from uh, Coach uh, Giovanni Gonzalez of Carrizo Springs coming up here at the back half of the program. Do we have first four through the door?
1: We sure do. It was just Chad, Aaron Arbuckle, Tony Blaylock, and Daniel Agnew. Welcome in, fellas. Welcome
0: in, my friends. Okay. It is Math
1: Tuesday. Math Tuesday.
0: Oh, God. (laughs) That's terrible. I'm back. (laughs) Let's talk about first-year Texas high school football coaches. Um... So, there, last year, we, we talked about this, but there was a lot of movement mm-hmm. in the Texas high school football landscape last year. Uh, there was, in fact, a little more than 20% of all UIL 11-man teams changed, changed coaches. Yeah,
1: step-bomb season that. lasted forever.
0: Right. Now, if you look at like, the NFL, how mm-hmm. many coach changes are going to be in the NFL? Like, eight? Yeah. That's, I mean, about 25%. I
1: was going to say that, yeah, percentage-wise. Still a lot of turnover.
0: Still a lot of turnover here. Uh and of course Matt Stepp keeps track of these on TexasFootball.com. You can find all the coaching changes. Um two hundred and seventeen UIL eleven man coaching changes, head coaching changes. Um and I think it's it's kind of hard To determine who had the best year Mm -hmm. uh, among first-year coaches. Because I think that there's a lot of different ways to to view it. Because I think everybody's starting from a different point. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. Uh, Let's compare it. Go back to the NFL. Mm -hmm. If you were to go and take over the Los Angeles Rams, Mm -hmm. or you were to go and take over The the Jacksonville Jaguars, Yeah. You should be held to different standards, I think. You're walking
1: into two totally different locker rooms. <laughs> one's a
0: champion and one's a dud, yep. right? And, and, and I think that that's something that's worth exploring here uh, in, as far as talking about which coaches have the best years mm-hmm. in Texas high school football in their debut seasons at their new school. So we're going to start with the, the most basic of measure, which is who won the most games? Which, which coach won the most games? The winner uh, was uh, was Billy Mathis. Billy Mathis at Brock. They went 15-1. and one. Mm-hmm. one of two coaches to lead uh, a team to the state championship in their first year. Billy Mathis. And then also Kent Walker at Liberty Hill. Now Kent Walker comes with a very uh, a small,
1: slight asterisk.
0: very slight asterisk, which is that he was the interim head coach last year when his uh, brother Jeff tragically died. Um, so he... He, it's his first year. He counts because he, fir- he is a first-year full-time mm-hmm. head coach and stuff like that, but he does come with a little bit of asterisk. Billy Mathis, totally new there at Brock. Uh, Brad Willard at Mount Vernon won uh, 14 games. Mm-hmm. Uh, Benjamin Bittner uh, at Corpus Christi Veterans Memorial won 12, and then there were seven coaches uh, who won 11 games in their debut season there. Uh, overall... You know, it was 17 of the 217 won 10 or more games. Right, mm-hmm. uh, 10 wins. I think we all agree. If you win 10 games, pretty good year.
1: Pretty, pretty right. stinking good. But
0: that's not necessarily the whole tale because, for example, uh, and I'm not taking anything away from Billy Mathis, but Brock was pretty good in 2020. Right? Yes, They're absolutely. Pretty good. Uh, they they, they lost like Cash semifinals.
1: Jones and stuff like that. A couple key pieces, but they had a majority They're returning. A regional
0: semifinal, a regional semifinal team lost to Jim Ned, eventual state champion Jim Ned. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mount Vernon, pretty good team under Coach Art Briles. Yep. Matt Bradwaller takes over. Um, again, Kent Walker is a little bit of a different situation. But let's so let's dive a little bit deeper. What about which team, which coaches improve their team's win total? The most, some teams, uh, some people inherit a program that's already at the top. Um, mm-hmm. Others are starting at ground zero. Here were the teams that's, that improved the most with a first-year head coach. And it's Little Cypress Maurice Phil's the answer, yep. is Eric Peavy, what he did at Little Cypress Mauriceville. He took over a program that was 1-7, took them to 11-3, and three. Mm-hmm. a 10-win improvement. I believe that is tied for the most, the biggest leap overall of any program. Mm-hmm. I want to say that's the case. Um, but then you take a look at, at there were a couple couple coaches in Israel Gonzalez at, at Harlingen South, which by the way I want some credit. I called this. I told you that when he w- when he moved when he moved when Israel Gonzalez moved over to Harlingen South from Lyford, I said he's going to do big things, and I was right. Greg Har- he he improved them by eight wins. So did Greg Hardcastle at Dublin. Uh, Ruben Torres and Jeff Fleener mm-hmm. uh, at Marlin and Forney, respectively, improved their teams uh, by by eight by seven wins, and then five coaches: Giovanni Gonzalez, Carissa Springs, who's going to join us later in the show; uh, 4 pen High, towers, Cornelius Anthony, Brent Davis, who moved from San Angelo Central to Gregory Portland; mm-hmm. Moses Patterson, who took over McAllen Memorial, and uh, Coy Detmer, who took over for his late father at Somerset. Uh, they all improved their win total by six
1: wins. Right? I gotta say, Fleener at Forney being able to take them from no wins to yeah. seven wins might be the most one of the most impressive in my eyes because that's taking a program that doesn't know yeah. how to win a game and showing them. I would kind of
0: put I would kind of put uh, Eric PV and, yeah. and Greg Hardcastle at Dublin in that same boat mm-hmm. as well. That they were programs that were close to rock bottom. Yeah, and it took them from there to like really good. Mm-hmm. By the way, if you're interested, of the 217 teams. Uh, of the 217 new coaches, 112 of them, a little less than 52%, led them to a higher win total in 2021. Wow! But let's let's break this down a little bit further, okay? So let's talk a little bit. Let's let's break down by sides of the ball. We're going to start with scoring offense. Who would well, because there are some coaches who like they're offensive minded. They want to come in. They want to spark their. Mm-hmm. You know that that yeah. The defense may take some time, but let's get this offense in order. And there were a few coaches who certainly did that. Um, Remember we had conversations in the offseason when Chad Rogers left Denison to go take over at Tioga. Mm-hmm. That's, um, a,
1: that's a big classification there change. <laughs> is,
0: there is no doubt that he is a ball coaching jack. Yep. Uh, he improved their offense by 26 points a game. To go from 10 points a game to 36 points a game, pretty remarkable. Jeff Caffey at Shamrock and Dusty Ortiz at Odessa did similar things at 24.3 points per game. Uh, Lance Gamble at Alto improved them by 22 points per game. They are going to be looking, by the way, for their third coach in three seasons. Gamble resigned, uh, I believe, a couple of weeks ago. There's Eric Peavy again. Uh, Three touchdowns, more than three touchdowns per game. Took them from 8.6 points per game to 30 points per game. Very respectable. Uh, And then uh, Aaron Van Asik at Thrall. Giovanni Gonzalez, there he is again. Brent Davis, there he is again. Israel Gonzalez, there he is again. And then Roderick Thompson and Austin Anderson took the Trojans from a middling offense to a pretty darn good one there with the Trojans. So, uh, overall... Of the 217 first-year coaches, uh, 111 of them saw an improvement and 106 of them saw a step back. But uh, that's not the whole tale. So Mm -hmm. let's go to the other side of the ball. Let's talk about the defense, uh, who improved their defense the most. And I think the top line's really fascinating. Yep. Okay? (laughs) So the most improved defense by a first-year head coach is Jeff Fleener at Forney, which is really interesting because you know who Jeff Fleener is – Jeff Fleener is Kyler Murray's offensive coordinator.
1: <laughs> so the guy's pretty much knows offense. He's
0: known as an offensive <laughs> wizard. And here he is taking over a program that was giving up 46 points per game and cutting it in half. Yeah. I mean, really doing big things there. Uh it did an impressive job uh, in improving improving their defense. Chad Rogers at Tioga's second. So first most impro- improved offense, second most improved defense for Chad Rogers at Tioga. Scott Kissy at uh at, at San Antonio Cole, uh improved them by 3 touchdowns per game defensively. Same with Danny DeArmon when he moved from Oh boy, Arlington Lamar. Amar.
1: Yes. Right. Sounds right. No. Um mm, yes. Hang on. Bowie?
0: Arnton Bowie? Bowie, Bowie. Arnton Bowie mm-hmm. From, to Joshua. He improved them by 21 points a game. Uh, and then there's Giovanni Gonzalez again at Carriza Springs. 20 points per game. He, I mean, he took that. What I think is really impressive about them, uh, if you take a look at Giovanni Gonzalez, the job he did there, um, he took a defense that was pretty average, and he made them elite. Mm-hmm. The number one scoring defense in in the um, in, class that like for example what Jeff Fleener is doing was taking a bad bad defense they were 115th out of 122 programs in 5A division 2 in 2020 um and then he carved 22 points off their average and improved them to 42nd right Mm -hmm. so like upper half
1: yeah and it's impressive enough to be able to take an offense and do it or or take a defense and do that but to do them both is that's Unbelievable.
0: Uh, Nate Langford at Luling, uh, uh, Ruben Torres at Marlin, David Silva at Dilly, Seth Hobbs at Mar- Mineral Wells, and Cornelius Anthony at Fort Bend Hightower round out the top 10 as far as most improved scoring defense by a first-year coach. So, by the way, only 97 of the co- of the 217 coaches improved their defense in 2020. Uh, hmm. uh, you know, only 44% of them. So then where does that leave us? Okay, so then who had the best year? Mm-hmm. I think there's an argument to be na- made that that of the 217, there are nine that I think have a claim to being the best first-year head coach. Okay? okay. One of them is a gentleman we're going to talk to in a moment. It's Giovanni Gonzalez yes. at, at Carrizo Springs. He is the only coach who won 10 games, improved his team's win total by at least six games, ranked in the top 10 in both offensive and defensive improvement. He's the only one who who ticks all four of those boxes. Yep. There's four other guys who tick three of those boxes. Mm-hmm. Eric Peavy at Little Cypress, Marysville. Mm-hmm. Ruben Torres at Marlin. Uh, Cornelius, Cornelius Anthony at Fort Penn uh, Hightower. And Israel Gonzalez at Harlins in the South. And then there's another four guys who only who tick two of the boxes, mm-hmm. which are Moses Patterson, McCown Memorial, Brent Davis at Gregory Portland, Jeff Fleener at Forney, and Chad Rogers at Tioga. I think that right there, those nine... If you want to come to me and pick one of them and say, you know what, Moses Patterson at McCall Memorial, he was the best first year coach in Texas high school football in 2021. Mm -hmm. I might agree with you. I think any of those nine would certainly lay a claim to that. Uh, but it's very impressive what they were able to do because how many times do we hear about coaches coming in It's like, boy, okay, like we got to install a new culture. we got mm-hmm. install a new offense, We got install all these things. you know what I mean?
1: Well, and that's the thing is they're not like at that portion when you were when you were at those 0 and9, when you are at the you know eight and one type of things, you're not just flipping a script of what no. new coaches have to do of changing the scheme or changing this or bringing in a new coach. you're changing the whole program culture yeah. at that point.
0: Yeah, and that's what's so interesting is a lot of these programs, a lot of these coaches, you know, there's some coaches who are promoted from within. Uh, 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 Jeff Walker, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Kent Walker rather, yes. uh, was promoted from within.
1: And, and uh, that culture basically stays the same stays at that the point. Same.
0: The gentleman we're about to talk to, Giovanni Gonzalez, mm-hmm. he was not in the program. Now he's nope. an alum, but he was not in the program, mm-hmm. right? He came from, I want to say he's defensive coordinator Evaldi. Um, they are, that's what's so impressive to me is that they were able to make these, is, is especially when you're coming from the outside, mm-hmm. like Eric Peavy did at Little Cypress Mauriceville, right? Like Brent Davis did at Gregory Portland, mm-hmm. like Israel Gonzalez did at Harlingen South. To do that, I think, is is especially impressive. So, um, look, you can see the piece up on texasfootball.com, the best coaching debuts in Texas high school football in 2021. Your mileage may vary, but uh, but there were some awfully impressive first-year coaches in 2021. We are Texas Football today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells, and of course see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. Hope you'll consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas football insider at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. Two magazines, a year's worth of exclu- exclusive exclusive online content at texasfootball.com. Uh, you will get the 2022 summer edition of Dave Campbell's Texas football mailed to you before it hits newsstands. It will be uh, You will get it before it hits newsstands if you go to texasfootball.com slash subscribe. So make sure you go check that out. Also, texasfootball.com slash merch. Go buy a fanny pack.
1: Yes, we are still in the fanny pack movement. Pickle,
0: let's go to the hotline, and let's go down to DeWitt County and talk with the head coach, of the Carrizo Springs Wildcats. We are joined by Coach Giovanni Gonzalez. Coach, how are
2: you? All right, pretty good. How about yourself?
0: I'm um, excellent. How are things in beautiful Carrizo Springs, Texas?
2: Oh, definitely. We're starting to uh, get a little bit of that South Texas heat. You know how that goes down here in Texas? A little climate change. It's one day cold, one day hot.
0: <laughs> uh, I want to ask you about your 2021 season because it's 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 pretty remarkable. We just did a a, a segment on the the best first year coaches in Texas high school football. Uh, I think you certainly lay lay uh, at least some sort of claim to that. Uh, what you were you guys were able to do taking over a program. Uh, you know, that, that you obviously have close ties to. Taking it over late, I think people may not recognize, remember you took over in May, late May, uh, and then to go and to run off your first outright district championship since 1997, first undefeated regular season since 1984. My question for you is, Is when you took over the job, did you think that something like this was possible for, for you guys in year one?
2: I, you know, I, I mean, of course, that's always a long shot. But you never saw yourself short, you know, and uh, I always knew, you know, like you said, you said something that was pretty, uh, you know, uh, hit me right in the heart. You know, this is my hometown uh, and being a part of that kind of tradition back in the day in the 97, 98 and all those early 90 years. You know, I knew that the capabilities here were were definitely one of those to be able to achieve. And I knew the kids were here. And so I knew it was just a matter of a mentality, mentality change and, and getting these kids to buy into what we believe in.
0: Was there a moment during the regular season uh, that you felt it? You felt like, okay, it's all come together. Or maybe in the in the preseason, was there a moment that you thought, all right, we might have something special here. We might be able to to get to to where we want to go.
2: You know, I I don't I don't know if I ever felt that moment. I just knew that every every day we were getting better, and every game we were we were uh, rising to the the challenge that we placed on ourselves every week. And I knew these kids were were able to accomplish that and I just felt like there wasn't too many breaks that were gonna be able to slow us down. You know, and so it just kinda of felt that that every day we were we kept getting better and I knew that the kids uh, understood that. And I and I knew that that we we faced some hard challenges and we played some tough opponents as we got closer into the late preseason and early district and, and it was able to set the set that little, you know, here we are, this is the old Carrizo, and we're here to Kick butt and take names.
0: <laughs> uh talk Giovanni Gonzalez, head coach of the Caruso Springs Wildcats here on Texas Football today. Get involved in the conversation at hashtag TF today. So then I'm I'm interested in, in, in what your message to your, your guys was going in. You know, that you, you had been you, you are an alum but you had been away from the program. Um, you you come in kind of late in the in the process. You know, school's basically getting out whenever you are uh, you are taking over. So when you address them as head coach for the first time what was your message to your guys?
2: I believe in where you come from. This is Carrizo. Carrizo's got a hotter tradition. be proud of where you're from and, and let's bring back that old school mentality where people gotta respect a little small town south south of San Antonio and let's get after it. And, and I know that there were a lot of critics that always critiqued you know me being out of the game for a while. you know but I, I, I took it as a personal level you know where I had to up my game. It was nothing that the kids ever knew. But, uh, you know, I rose to the challenge as well as them every day. And I and I surrounded myself with good people. Mm-hmm. You know, that was one good thing. I know we, we had some people on staff. You know, uh, Coach Montel, my OC, he was here on staff, just hadn't been given the opportunity to be on the offensive side and, and help with call playing. And once I gave him that, he he rose to the challenge mm-hmm. as well. And being able to bring in – you know, Coach Ains on the defensive side, he was a uh, co-worker of mine we worked with back in Crystal City that we had hired before. And being able to come and give them this opportunity to be the first year as a D.C. and a lot of the other good coaches that were here on staff, you know, and getting them to, to buy in on what we believe in. And so it was just a message that came from the heart. And uh, most kids know when when you're genuine and you care for them and make sure you love them every day, they, they understand that this is what it's all about.
0: Uh, one of the things that I think is really remarkable about you guys' 2021 season was you—you you took over a defense that wasn't bad. It was, you know, about average. It was, it was doing okay, and you made them elite. You know, uh, with, with guys like Oscar Persano and 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 David Castro. You know, it goes on and on. The defensive guys that you know, Sergio Sonora, guys who were really strong for you defensively. Um, what was it about your defense that really? That really stood out to you. What was it about your defense that? Because I know you're a defensive guy. What 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 was it about your defense that that really? Uh kind of clicked for you guys
2: yeah just like i said you know a, a good asset that what i was able to bring in with coach and you know we believe in the same thing um, you know we're a stingy defense we fly to the football we're gonna hit it or rip it and, and get it out of your hands and you know we have that mentality that you know every day at practice we go live you know we're gonna make sure that the way we practice is the way we play and we preach that every day and it's just a mentality deal they got to stay hungry you know we had that that eye of the tiger on a lot of those guys out there, and they just uh, became that steady defense that we were looking for. And we started taking it personal. It was an enjoyable deal. You know, Coach Ains took a lot of pride in it, uh, and, and it was just a matter of making sure we were trying to shut people down. You know the 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 least yards, of course. That's our mentality always, as any coach. But you know, we put that table on there for him, and, and we and we said, hey, rise to the challenge. Let's keep shutting people down and, and just uh, maximize what we do best, and that's uh, tackle people, intercept the ball, and come up and make good plays.
0: I don't want to bring up a sore subject, but uh, uh, you, you guys go ten and zero in the regular season, uh, and then yeah. the playoffs roll around. You take on a, a good Port Isabel squad, uh, and 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 they take you guys down. Um, you know. Yeah. Is, is is you know you guys haven't won a playoff game since 1998 I'm interested yeah. if that's something you guys talk about is is that something that you guys are using as fuel here in the off season
2: yeah most definitely you know we we keep uh, reminding ourselves that you know whether it is for Isabel or whether it's the next opponent come for next year but you know we can't let somebody outwork us and, and we got to be able to um you know, it's from the idea of being a deer caught in the headlights, you know, and everything that could go wrong went wrong during that playoff game. You know, starting that opening drive, fumble here, right, 10-yard line getting ready to score and intercepts the and, game. And, you know, we did have a lot of kids that had never been in that situation. And, uh, and these kids, I don't take away anything that they accomplished all season long. But, you know, it's something that will definitely uh, remain, uh, in, our, in our in our brain for a long time you know we want to be able to answer that challenge and take over and do what we're capable of doing yes sir well and,
0: and you know you guys are going to bring back uh, a fair amount from from this year's squad most notably uh you bring back a district mvp uh, the quarterback and evan, evan Cassianos, who i know was a real breakout star for you guys as a sophomore um yes. what is it about this young man that makes him special
2: you know, he's got the leadership qualities. You know, um, he's, uh, he's, a, he's a quiet individual, but he leads by example in, in the weight room as of right now, and especially on the football field. You know, I mean, he's just got a, uh, a strong magnetic, uh, you know, uh, a magnetism that, that just draws him to be able to get the other uh, teammates on, on his team to, hey, jump on board and let's get it done. And he's just a respectful young man. Uh, he understands the game. He's got a, a a good IQ as far as football, and, uh, and he he loves it. And that's just it. You know, most kids, you ask them, hey, hey do you love playing the game? And, he, and he's one of those individuals that loves it, and he's ready to rise to that next year's challenge. You know, it's going to be tough for sure. A lot of bullseyes are going to be on him and along with everybody else here in Carrizo. But, you know, he's just got to stay humble, and that's just one thing we do. We preach that every day. We stay humble, but we stay hungry.
0: Uh, speaking of uh, of 2022 and, and the future, you know realignment has come and gone. You guys uh, get a little bit of a shakeup in your district. Gone are our uh, rivals like Hondo and Crystal City, who are dropping down. You guys add a, a program in uh, in San Antonio YMLA into a uh, into a, a five team district. I'm interested, from your perspective, uh, what uh, uh, when you take a look at, at your your district draw, what uh, what was surprising to you, and, and and what do you see as far as the, the future is concerned.
2: Yeah, you know, I knew that as soon as they were talking, you know, numbers-wise, were coming out. I knew they were going to end up taking out Hondo and, and Crystal. We were going back and forth debating. And my, my biggest deal was, darn it, I hope they don't leave us with a five-team district, but <laughs> they went ahead and did. You know, and that's always a struggle because then we're having to try to find a week six. But, you know, you said it best. You know, we're not going to lose those teams as far as uh, not playing them in the preseason. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, we have Hondo scheduled. And we have Crystal City, you know, they're, they're close too. So those will be definitely good games for us to, to you know, get after it. Um, but now with the new opponent coming in, YMLA, you know, we just have to see what they got to offer. Of course, it's never an easy road having to go through Divine for our district. Mm-hmm. So we just have to stay, stay hungry and keep after it. Um, I'm sure that it's going to be a tough year. Uh, we've got a lot to prove and so does everyone else in the district, starting out with Bandera and Pearsall. Uh
0: start uh talking with Carrizo Springs coach Giovanni Gonzalez here on Texas Football today. Coach, we've danced around it finally, and, and I I just gotta ask you about it. You are an alum uh there at <laughs> at, at Carrizo Springs. you it's a homecoming for you. I imagine that uh that people are uh, people are pretty fired up to, to have a hometown boy back on the helm. But 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 most importantly, I would be remiss if I didn't bring up uh, 1996, 1997, and 1998, where you had three consecutive thousand-yard rushing seasons there for the Wildcats. Uh, I believe three of the top eight long, you know, uh, highest rushing totals in in program history. I, the the question is simple: Can you still get out there and go? If we need if we need like ten carries or something like that, uh, can can we get it from you?
2: Uh, I, I, I don't think I'll be able to do that, but I might be able to give one at
1: least, <laughs> you, know?
2: <laughs> you know, but that's just it. You know what I mean? And, that, and, and I know, you know, I might beat around this, but, you know, and when we when we were put to the challenge, like all these other young men, uh, you know, my age and older, and we those good days about playing football. But, you know, it was a humbling feeling. And and when you knew you gave it everything it had and uh, you never let down your coaches, You know, that's kind of what we ask our kids to do, and they did that this year very well. He's
0: Giovanni Gonzalez. He's the head coach of the Carrizo Springs Wildcats. Uh, Coach, we really appreciate your time. Congratulations again on a fantastic 2021 uh, debut season, and I can't wait to see what you do for an encore.
2: Awesome, man. We appreciate it. Thank you so much, and thanks for all the the great publicity.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. Thanks, coach. There he goes, Giovanni Gonzalez, the head coach of the Cariza Springs Wildcats, joining us here on Texas Football today. Uh, cool for an alum. This is his first head coaching job. He'd mm-hmm. been uh, he'd been he was out of the game a little bit, uh, but came back to football. He was a defensive coordinator at Crystal City and at um, Uvalde, mm-hmm. uh, but got an opportunity to to coach his, his hometown. He was the running back on the. Um, on the team that won their last playoff game back in
1: 1998. I was expecting
0: uh, to say, yeah. Yeah. So he's, you know...
1: And the outright district championship yeah. in 97.
0: Mm-hmm. It means a lot to him. You know what I mean? You can tell it means a lot to him to, to be able to do that. I know at one point during the season, I think after they beat Bandera or mm-hmm. something like that, uh, who was, I think, 4-1 going into the game, we had Coach, uh, Giovanni, Coach uh, Gonzalez on... Um, on bally and we Mm -hmm. talked with him and it was it was really cool because if you go back i'll try to find it i'll tweet out the video but uh he was in the locker room and like everyone was crowding around the phone he's like holding the phone up here and it's like (laughs) i'm talking 30 guys standing back there just in the locker room all very quiet nobody's like you know sometimes you do that they're going Uh, yeah they're all just like standing there very polite like i just want
1: to see what's going on
0: (laughs) what's going on like they're not they're not making a scene like i think we had to ask him to to Have the guys make a scene at the end of it, you know what I mean? (laughs) Uh, but but big doings down there, and and I'll be honest, I think you take a look at 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 you know their district. Obviously, the challenge is a five team district, and they're part of the state. You saw the map. Oh, yeah, I mean,
1: that trip to Bandera is a long drive, that's that's no light trek,
0: long way. Um, but you know, look. I look at their region, and the region's going to go through D- District 13, right? Mm-hmm. Wimberley, Geronimo Navarro, right? Things like that. Sinton's going to be t- a challenge as well, but, like, you look at Carrizo, and if they, can, especially if they can get past Divine within mm-hmm. their own district, you know that, that's a longtime rivalry with the War Horses. But if they can get past that 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 game, then like they can make some noise. They can make some noise, you especially
1: know? for that part of the state. I
0: think you're exactly right. They're in Region Four, and and obviously they've got the right man at the helm there, and Giovanni Gonzalez, who put together uh, one of the most impressive first years uh, that we saw in Texas in 2021. Let's go over to Ashley Pickle for America's second favorite segment. Final thoughts.
1: If you could be, I don't, I don't think I've ever asked you this. If you could be a football coach, what would you want to coach? Would you want to be a head coach? Would you want to be an offensive guy, defensive? Like, what are we, what are we thinking? It made me, it made me think about it when he was talking about his coaches and like the mm-hmm. defensive coordinator giving a shot to call the plays and stuff like that. Do you know? Special teams. Yeah, you don't need a lot of pressure. That uh, would be good. Well,
0: there, no, no, no. There's a lot of pressure. Pressure in because if you screw up, everyone's talking about it. They're That's talking, fair, right? It's a high risk, high risk yeah. position. Yeah. But, so, who's the... Is it Jim Fossil? Is he the defensive coordinator for the Cowboys?
1: Mm, no, Dan Quinn is.
0: I'm sorry, for the, the special teams coordinator. Oh, yes. special teams coordinator is, is uh, Jim Fossil. Um, I would spend all my time coming up with wacky crap.
1: Like, offense... Imagine offense, that, the big idea offense, guy wants like to...
0: Like, offense, there's too much going on in your base offense that, right. you, have to, that you can't go crazy. Defense, you're kind of... in some ways at the mercy
1: I don't feel like you're aggressive enough to be a defensive special teams you can get weird you
0: can get weird (laughs) and you've only got like there's there's only look there's there's punting there's kicking there's and and all that fun stuff right Mm -hmm. punt coverage etc etc but you want to talk about an opportunity where let's get those those five (laughs) normal things out of the way and get those down pat and then let's get weird.
1: I was gonna say That's you this would be a transition from your job now where you say, Hey, I've got a big dumb oh. idea to another job where you can go, Hey, I got a I got a big, big dumb idea. Dumb idea.
0: <laughs> I have a lot of big dumb ideas.
1: So um, hear me out. <laughs> yes. Here, yeah,
0: yeah. Okay, yeah.
1: special. Yeah, that That. that tracks. Special but, teams
0: fits me really well.
1: Math Tuesday, the math adds up.
0: Oh, I'd come up with something real. I'd come up with the dumbest fake punts you've mm-hmm. ever seen and the, the weirdest onside kicks. I mean, mm-hmm. I would put. I, I love when they put like two kickers out there. Mm-hmm. I'm like, who's going to kick it? Ah! Like, I would come up with <laughs> the stupidest crap. That's what I would do.
1: God, this all tracks.
0: Hire me. <laughs> To be your special teams coordinator. coordinator. It may not be good, but it'll be fun.
1: But it'll be fun.
0: It's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Campbell's, And, of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Thanks again to Giovanni Gonzalez of Carrizo Springs for being our guest. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please meet your Player of the Year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow for episode 1,330-whatever on Texas Football Today.